now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest sports columnist. You ain't got to do nothing on what You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't, ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interview. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interview. On 92.9 FM, ESPN. Today's special guest host, Jeffrey Wright. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday to you, wherever you may be, as the introduction suggests. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter, at JWright929ESPN. Over in the main studio... Program director, executive producer of the Jason and John Show, on Twitter at Brad Carson. Brad, good day, sir. Good day, Jeffrey Wright. Man, the weather has been good. We got Italian festival starting today, bro. One of the most underrated festivals. Although now, I it agree, might, it might be like the tops. It might be like the tops burger. Where yeah, everybody knows now, about everybody it. knows yeah. what a, what a delightful event that it is. I've been practicing practicing my bocce ball skills Correct. for this event. I got the pill out in the backyard. I'm ready to go. Let's talk about what we got coming up on the program. In just a moment, we will get into the recent developments on DeAndre Williams. He has indeed <laughs> hired legal counsel. Yep. And he is going to be challenging his eligibility. So we will discuss that. We also, of course, have the NBA Finals beginning tonight. Brad, I believe we do. We have coverage, correct? Oh, we, we have coverage of it. We, we're not going to broadcast the game, though. Okay. Uh, I, the... Uh, the research team did the analysis, and it turns out that uh, we will do uh, coverage, but we will not coverage, do play, but, but play not play-by-play. Play. Play. Yeah, because we've we've apparently turned some people off with the play-by-play play of the Denver games. If you want to watch, you can do so on ABC. There you go. Seven thirty tonight. Let's be real; that's not tipping off at seven thirty. We'll get into <laughs> yeah. we'll get into the NBA Finals as well. Dan Devine of Yahoo Sports will join us here. In about 35 minutes, he's out in Denver covering the finals. We'll get his thoughts on whether or not Miami can make a series of this. Is it as lopsided as maybe the odds suggest? We'll get into all of that with Dan when he joins us. 935, Chris Harrington will join us like always at 10 o'clock. We'll continue discussing with him the Grizzlies offseason. We'll get into the finals as well. And also, Kevin Cerrito rejoins the program. We will have writer than right trivia today. How's your streak? Brad, you we're lost just, yet? We're, we're just always worried about the next one. Come on. We don't focus on the You're past. You're being too humble, We Jeffrey, don't focus right? on the yeah. past. I did I did win Jeff's version <laughs> of trivia, too. Two tickets, though, to go see Lady A hey. Friday night. No, I'm well, Saturday, part, night. Saturday yeah. night. Mm-hmm. Saturday night, live at the Garden, the Radiance Amphitheater. Really cool outdoor concert venue. Lady A, two tickets to go see them. Also coming up at Live at the Garden, June 24th, we'll have Matchbox hey. 20. But we have two tickets to go see Lady A on Saturday night at Live at the Garden. Oh, boy. There it is. What? On one hand. Go ahead. I am super grateful for both DeAndre's mother and DeAndre Williams. And I want to properly cite. Please. Uh, uh, Don M. Jackson, Esquire. Mm. Because. <laughs> Doing the Lord's work. I'd, I'd mentioned it on yesterday's afternoon show that when I looked at the ESPN <laughs> top the headlines, yeah. it was tough sledding out there. Amen. We had kickoff times for college football. Okay, that's, that's understandable. Yeah. It's ESPN's college football slate. There were, you know, people... People want to know, okay, when, when, what time are the game times? You got the bowl release, yeah. Correct. We have a recruit going to G League at night. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked Mark this question. I'm curious to know, Brad. You probably knew this, but if I read this line to you, do you know what this means? Alcarez overcomes blip, moves into third round. No, I don't. I'm being totally okay. honest with you. No. That, that that proves the point. That is a story from the French Open. Oh, no. So Alcaraz is the new Spanish. He's like the, the young guy that... I didn't know. I think I sort of knew that the Alcaraz sounded familiar in terms of 
a sport. Mm. Uh, it could have been F one though. Mm. You know, <laughs> like it, it, that dude could have been an F one no, driver. There's, there's there's no question that that could have been there. Uh, we had yeah. the hilarious no ways. Federer voices Nav app in three languages. Okay. Okay. These are headlines from ESPN. Yes. 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 Kershaw disagrees with decision to honor sisters. Eh. NCAA tournament teams could end up in UK's dorms. That one got a little heated. That one got some. That they got more traction, especially for the Kentucky fans. This one, I would say, is a as a headline. Tigers green to IL with stress fracture and fibula. Yeah. Sources: McGuire to talk future with Man U. And then we had our ESPN Plus headline, NBA Mock Draft, who will go number four. Yeah. So, needless to say, in our business, what we would refer to as a thin yeah. time I of the year. The, the, I decided after yesterday's Jason and John show, usually I try to freshen up the website, put something up there, uh, we talk it over. The 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 draft, the mocks always get a lot of traction in this sure. market because we're an I'm NBA so- market, right? So what are the Grizzlies going to do with number 25? But, to your point, Dan Sledden... <laughs> Well, when you're when you're discussing the number four pick as a headline, that to me like yeah. that's that shows you where you are. You know what is sad about sports is the predetermination screws with the coverage. Now, the, the NBA Finals is a good example. Uh, Victor Wembanyama is a good example of this, right? Because we have and baseball, you have payrolls that are sure. just ridiculous. If you talk about the Dodgers and the Yankees, so there's this foregone conclusion. The Braves have just done a really good job. Um, my point is. That's also what's made these times a little more challenging because it used to be more competitive in all those sort of spaces, it seems like. Even five years ago, it's changed over the last five or six years. I think also what has changed more so, there was always an element with it with the NBA, kind of the reality show of it. But it now feels like we're doing, like we're covering the reality show of all sports. Yeah, and and Jaws a good example of this here in this market. It does get exhausting, and I I worry is it sustainable if every offseason we're having gun coverage? You know, obviously it's not sustainable for, from a John Moran perspective, but um, such as social media and the way we sort of cover sports now, I guess. But this played out big yesterday. So Doc Holiday yesterday. This was, I believe, around four. Yeah, right before 5 o'clock. Doc Holliday, of course, the sports director over at WMC, Mm -hmm. had on Twitter DeAndre Williams' statement on returning to Memphis basketball. And I quote, "In In recent days, media stories have arisen that implied that a firm decision had been made relative to my possible return to the University of Memphis for an additional season of competition. No such decision has been made. I have consulted with counsel Don M. Jackson Esquire with the sports group and am evaluating potential grounds for reconsideration of the NCAA's decision to deprive me of my initial year of eligibility at the University of Evansville. And if necessary, providing mitigating factors that would warrant a waiver. A final determination will be made in the coming days. To date, I have not signed with an agent, nor did I formally declare for the draft. I have operated under the assumption that I did not have remaining eligibility, but have been advised in recent days that regaining a season of competition is a real possibility. My mother is the rock of my life. I owe her everything and will always be loyal and grateful to her. At the time that her comments were made, she was not fully apprised of the circumstances surrounding my decision. I've enjoyed the best years of my life at the University of Memphis. If the opportunity to return existed, I would welcome it and be proud to suit up for the Tigers in 23-24. So, lots to unpack there. Uh, first, let's unpack the criticism of the reports, I, I, spoo- I guess we'll just say, of Jason Munz's report from the Commercial Appeal. Right. I'd like to clearly state one thing. Uh, Jason quoted his mother. Right. Is there anyone out there that disagrees that is not a credible source? (laughs) I don't think so. DeAndre even acknowledges maybe what she said at the time might have been true, but she didn't have the complete picture. Right. Number two. I think it's very clear to me that this has arisen very quickly. Yes. 
if I were to speculate, and I will, I suspect that DeAndre's pro prospects were not what he thought they were going to be. Yes, I and, think that's absolutely true. And, and had a bad showing at the camp up in Portsmouth? Portsmouth, yes. Yeah. Number three, I think it's completely understandable that he'd want to play another year here. I'd rather play another year at the University of Memphis than go to, I don't know, Kazakhstan. Should, in that part of the unpack, should we bring in the NIL component? Or wait? No, I mean, that's, I mean, I... Yeah, I mean, you can make as much money, if not more, doing this for another year in terms of your annual salary. I, 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 I'm, again, I'm assuming you can. I don't know that, if, if that's yeah, true or not. I, I'm assuming that. I think there's... I think like anything in life, life, it's a cost-benefit analysis. That's right. Do I, would you, if I have to say gun to my head, DeAndre would make more money playing for the Tigers than he would somewhere overseas playing professionally? I don't know. Maybe not. Correct. Maybe not. Correct. But here's what I do know. He's not going to have to go to some foreign part of the world. Exactly. You're not in Turkey. Correct. Or whatever. Yeah. I think Marshall Henderson played in Iraq. That's right. Uh, So you're by your family, you're by your support system. You, you've got the setup that you had the last three years. Correct, yeah. and you've enjoyed it here. Absolutely, and that and you're you're treated like a rock star. Yes, and it's completely understandable that if if your prospects are not what you were hoping or expecting, like all of us in life, right? You make an adjustment. Mm-hmm. What I. What I think, though, is very interesting to me, it seems clear to me, and again, I don't know who's going to go on the record, but it seems very clear based on behavior. Mm -hmm. The people in compliance at the University of Memphis did not feel like this was going to be a case in which DeAndre would get another year of eligibility. Much like some of us didn't think that we would get almost totally off in the NCAA case with the Esquire. Sure, 100%. I mean, the the vibes before the right? IARP. I, I can link those two, right? Oh, absolutely. Right? You got the same attorney doing this. Now, I would say there's one key difference. This is not, there's no third party. There's no third party to review right. eligibility. It's not an outside body. This is the NCAA Correct. who's already pissed off at you. An unknown question to me, and it doesn't matter. Yep. Because the result was what it was. If Memphis would have gone to the Committee of Infractions, right. the traditional route, yeah, would they have had the same result? My suspicions, no. Because when you read the IRP ruling, basically what they said was, this is overreach, we don't, like, mm-hmm. but if you go to the Committee of Infractions, there's really no such thing as overreach. That's right. Like, they're, right. They get to do what they want, and they, and they usually do. Now, this is the fundamental question. All right. According to Don Jackson, Esquire, Mm -hmm. this is what he told uh, Jason Munz. Okay, found it. If new information is provided that had been provided at the outset, it would have impacted the NCAA's decision. The case can be reopened based upon reconsideration. Even if that doesn't happen, if there are mitigating factors, for example... If DeAndre got false or bad advice, that would be justification for a waiver. Quote, and frankly, there are a lot of issues here that point in that direction. If we had had three, four, five months, that would be much better. But we're going to have to turn this around very quickly. My hope is to be in a position early next week or midweek next week to provide considerable new information to the University of Memphis and to the NCAA staff to get the determination at that time. Mm-hmm. All reasonable things that you would want your attorney to say if you're trying to get eligibility. New information. Correct. This is beyond the information that we already knew, which was he had academic issues when he enrolled at Evansville, which uh, basically got his clock ticking early. Therefore, his fifth year would be that first year that, that he really didn't play. My understanding at the most fundamental level is essentially DeAndre went to Evansville as a non-qualifier. Right. In the same way that Penny Hardaway went to Memphis as a non-qualifier. Therefore, if you're a non-qualifier, you have to sit out your first year to get your eligibility. And it's a a red shirt. 
it counts against your clock. Uh, okay. Your so clock, clock is ticking. It is not it, Correct. Uh, it's not a free year. Correct. It's not a free <clears throat> year. Okay. It's right. it, it counts against your clock. Gotcha. So that's what they're essentially going to argue right there, and they're going to give the information to to say something screwed up or he was screwed on this or they didn't look at such and such classes, blah, 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 blah. I suspect what they're going to do is uh, bring up DeAndre's coach at Evansville who was fired for Title IX issues. Got it. I suspect that that's going to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. I suspect also it's entirely possible they will bring up DeAndre, DeAndre, I believe, was lied to by one of those academies, right. and it cost him a year of his high school yes. and whatnot. I'm sure they could bring that up. Also, it was tentious. It, there was tension when he was fixing to leave Evansville to come to Memphis, if I recall. They they held him up for a tick, right? There was a, there was a bit of a holdup, even though they Memphis were making turned a co- the waiver in late. Right. There you have it. But here's the thing, though. Yeah, we is, had an initial waiver. Here's the thing that's... My goodness. That I'm watching, if you will. Yeah. So in January, the NCAA made the claim, We've, when it pertains to the waivers, okay, there's basically two cases that they will allow. Cases of assault, mm-hmm. and then cases of mental, mental health. Mental health. Right. Okay. This is not a transfer waiver, to be clear. So maybe this does not apply. Mm-hmm. But I do think it is important to note with the NCAA, even though we all acknowledge this is the most neutered form of the NCAA that we've seen probably, mm-hmm. at least in my lifetime. It's certainly the most that I've seen. Yeah, I mean, the people are dismissing them left and right. At a certain point, I think Neil said this on your show yesterday. He said... Jeff show, yeah. It, yeah, it was on, it was on this show. Um, that... You essentially sort of have to get get off free cards. One time transfer, and then the second one if you say mental health. And yep. he, he sort of said it flippantly, but I agree with him. Like that's that's the formula now for your second if you want to get a second year of eligibility. So here's or transfer rather. Correct. That's how you get the transfer waiver. Yeah. Applied. I want to transfer a second time. Um, my my grandma lives in Arkansas. I want to go to Memphis. You know, and it'll help my mental whatever. So it's entirely possible. I'm not dismissing that by the way. No, no, that's no. just what's happening. Th- I think Gary's even mentioned like he's, right. now the question is is the NCA going to need to see more documentation is it going to be stricter or whatnot right but this would be the the big point that I would make on this the NCAA despite being powerless in many ways they still have control over one key issue eligibility that's kind of their last ground now, the question for me is, how strongly do they want to hold on to that one last vestige of power? Because, for me, I don't know what the argument is for DeAndre. I don't know how you can use mental health when he's been here at Memphis. Yeah, and he graduated, so he'd be a, grad, he'd be a graduate student. Correct, and that that's kind Which of doesn't matter. That's more mechanics. Okay, but I I think that this this is a thin case. If you were to ask me on the surface if it'll go through, I, I'm I'm not yeah. I'm skipping ahead a little bit here because there's so many weird things believe on this. It or yeah, not. exactly. Believe it or not, um, I believe that he. I would be. I'm like Mark. I don't. I can't see a scenario where this goes through. That's not my hope. That's what my guess is. This is why we were all, when we read the Munns report from the mom, we're like, oh, the mom, that kind of makes sense, you know, and we kind of rode with it. That's why the statement yesterday was like, uh, it, it also wasn't him saying we're going to do all of this work. It's him exploring to do this work, get with the NCAA and do this, right? There's a difference. Correct. It was not. Right. Oh, yeah. Hey, heads up. We're going to try to figure this out. Now, that's what yesterday was. On the other hand, I do think it's also important to note this. The NCAA does, once upon a time, the NCAA did not fear court cases. Mm. In fact, they would oftentimes tell you to lawyer up. Yeah. Then the Ed O'Bannon case happened. And they started losing court cases. Mm-hmm. And they started losing court cases regularly. They do not want, they do not want litigation. 
I don't think it is a coincidence that DeAndre has counsel, has legal counsel. Yeah. Now, I don't know how strongly the case is going to is going to be. Mm-hmm. My suspicion is the case is fairly thin. I also will totally acknowledge this. I don't even know if it has to be that strong of a case. That's what I'm very fascinated to watch as this story plays out. How much stomach does the NCAA have to fight this? Mm-hmm. Because they are in a position right now where anything that they do that is perceived to be against the player, they fold like a cheap lawn it's, chair. It's bad PR for them because they're trying to hold on to the shill organization. Correct. Right? Yeah, I. that's a great counter to the idea that, that the case is thin. They're just like, hey... Man, we don't need to get beat up over this. He he technically only played four years. And, and they're all, I'm talking about the NCAA. Sure. By the way, this is about DeAndre Williams returning and possibly getting a fifth year at Memphis to play again. Um, that's a really good counter-argument, which is if you're the NCAA and you're like, they're arguing about a first year where he didn't even play and it was an academic year that he wants back. It's thin, but we don't want to get in the, the business of being anti-whatever, so let him play. Man, I get, that's a good counter-argument to just looking at a thin case. And I think he gets to the girl. We just gave Bumper Pool a seventh year right? uh, at Arkansas. So, right. There are other uh, And by the way, I recognize people are, like, scoffing at the idea of a 27-year-old DeAndre Williams. I don't think people are scoffing at what the results will yield, which is just a hell of a much, a much more competitive Well, that team. was going to uh, bring me to the next point. In a summer in which... People are feel like are apprehensive about recruiting. Right. I firmly believe this would be the biggest Tiger basketball recruiting. It story. totally flips the script. That's why Conference yesterday player was of the year crazy. caliber returner. Yes. This is a great t- like. I'm not trying to use hyperbole here. And when I was putting together a little blurb for the website, um, check it out. We've got audio up there at 92.9ESPN.com. I was thinking about where does DeAndre Williams rank. In terms of how do you talk about him? Is he one of the great Tiger players? And the answer I came up was yes. Oh, well, so that's kind of the question. It does seem like <laughs> it's. I mean, he's one of the best. He is one of the best Tigers. I think he is one in, of in the history of the program. That's true. I think he is clearly one of the most productive players of all time. It also feels like. It feels like in today's college basketball, it's harder to achieve legend status. Yeah, and I don't want to put him with Penny. Um, and and as a one-off, Kendrick had a really good season last year. I'm talking about a three-year career for him so far, hoping to get a fourth, where he, he, he had buckets and games. He won them games by himself, uh, total points. All he's, The guy did everything. He played every position on the floor. From guard to five, I mean, you know, he played hurt. Just a terrific – he's one of the best players this program's ever had. I'm not talking about a legend. He's not, you know, the, like those Will Fon- – you know, like he's sure. not like these dudes, but Penny. But I'm talking about just in terms of the history of the program, When you, what you're getting back is just he's an all-timer. When you look at it in terms of accomplishments, he is one of the most accomplished Tigers of all time. Yes. The only thing holding him back, I think, is probably a second weekend. I mean, never that's got his team to a second weekend. Yeah. But in terms of, just think of it as simply as this. Think back to the last three seasons. Yeah. Compare how you feel about the Tigers when DeAndre's on the floor to how you feel about the Tigers when DeAndre's off the floor. It's so true. And, to me, like, that's yeah. the ultimate testament to... Well, and I think the challenge that Penny has right now is he's looking for players that are established within the program that he's brought in that aren't Mikey first-year players, and now you've lost Alex. Forget what you think about Alex. He was a four-year player. Yeah. You know, DeAndre coming back represents that, essentially, and and that's what you're lacking. Even if you were to recruit a couple of players or if the Mikey thing works out this summer— you don't have any players like this. I mean, he has his son. He's got Jaden, and Jaden's a good player. But DeAndre is he's a star. You know, it's it's he is a conference player of the year caliber player. Yes, returning, and he flips this team from a, th- a, a a fourth or a third place in the American to second or first. Right? I mean, right there again. I mean, I think if he becomes eligible, all of a sudden I now would say this is a tournament roster. Yes, yes. 
It's a, it's a revelation. That's why yesterday was so crazy because I thought Munns did a really good – let me just start out with this because there's a lot of reporter sniping. I thought Munns did a great job reporting this. I thought uh, because it, there was all this talk about, is this possible? And we were all sort of talking about it in the hallways. You get a quiet day on the radio and suddenly we bring the story up. Munns does his reporting, gets his story. And shout out to Doc Holliday as well. Like Doc Holliday's follow-up. That report was good yesterday, too, because it, it furthered the story. You went right to the source. You got the story. And then subsequently, what happens? You get more reporting. Uh, Munns goes to work again and goes back, and, and you get more clarification from the attorney. So it's it was a wild day yesterday, and the idea of getting DeAndre Williams back, Jeffrey, that's the story right now. You know, it, it's, the, it's the second biggest story since the John Moran story. And if, if they get this done, now how fast do you have to work? Do you have to work through the weekend? Because the transfer window closed yesterday, or the, the stay, in col- you know, stay in college day was yesterday. So now these rosters are going to start flipping a little more because these guys are going to either land back in the spots where they were. We saw it at Purdue um, with the big centers coming back. Zach Eady. Eady's back. Like all these dudes are coming back to campus because they're not getting drafted. So I, sus- I suppose... And they're gonna. Some of them are gonna transfer because too. he's not. He is stating if he gets eligible, his intents to play at Memphis. Yes. So it seems to me the only thing you need is it needs to be done before, like before the season starts. So you have all summer to work this. I mean, they are saying they want they want to expedite this. right. Like I, I do think you want to because Penny's gonna need clarification on. Well, I mean, I think there's also the the other aspect with the NCAA. Nothing that they do is ever. Speedy. Oh, it's not. Or expedited. This is wild. This is wild. And it's so Memphis. Like yesterday, I was texting with Mark, and I just said, there was a part of my soul when the when the report came out from months from the mom, and I thought, here's what I thought to myself. I didn't I didn't like actively say it, but I was like, hmm, that was the mom. Wonder what else is coming. I I, I thought because because we were like, oh, that's done. And there was still part of me is like, man, we're in Memphis, man. This ain't done. This ain't done. Yeah, we didn't hear no bell. No, you, you in Memphis, friggin' anything can happen, man. It's wild. Every time one of these stories comes up, I always think, John Morant's the same story. It's like, for whatever reason, it's cosmic. It's like, if the other shoe's gonna drop, I promise you it will drop in Memphis. It is the weirdest thing. And I, it's, I've been here almost 20 years. It's undefeated. We're very dramatic. Always. And the, and people are dramatic and about their also, sports and their coverage. And we fly by the seat of our pants. 100%. And we're in the wild, wild west here when it comes to hoops. And I would also say, like, we're not great. Pardon the pun on the west. We're not great with, like, deadlines. You know what I mean? Right, right. We don't, we don't, uh, deadlines? Mm-hmm. Right. That's not really, like, that. no. that's not really our style. Like, we no. get there when we get there. That's exactly right. That's, that's kind of, exactly that's right. kind of how we operate. And, and this DeAndre Williams story is exactly that. <sighs> What I'm do you think is going to happen? If you, I'm, I'm asking you now to, to guess. Believe it or not. Do you believe he will be back or not? Believe it or not. Jeffrey Wright? I'm going to say I don't believe it. No, I don't either. The hesitation, though, that I do have is I'm very fascinated to see how the NCAA deals with when a lawyer's knocking on their door saying, make this kid eligible, how are they going to handle it? And Memphis, you're talking about they, Memphis? No, how's the NCAA going to handle it? Okay. Because this is not a Memphis. Memphis let's, wants this. Let's be clear. I do not think the University of Memphis is preventing this. Who I made think, the call yesterday to start this after the mom statement? Penny, the university, or DeAndre's camp? I'm pretty sure Penny has a relationship with Don Jackson. Got it. So I'm, I'm connecting the dots on that one. Follow. Um, let's be clear, like, I think if compliance thought that DeAndre could have gotten another year of eligibility, I think that would have been a path that was pursued. It would have been ahead. We would be here already. I also just don't dismiss. I look at the lang. I look at how this. I look at how DeAndre was talked about once the season ended. Because mm-hmm. I, I sniffed around asking, "Is there any chance he tries to get another year?" And it was. I think it was at the back of everybody's mind, but everybody joked about it because he's so old. Correct. But I I actually was sitting there going, I, was like, eh, I don't know. Like, yeah. Eh. I was like, yeah. And everyone's like, no. Like, it's it's done. It's it's <laughs> it's done. Right. Which is part of why the reaction when the mom statement came out was so sort of definitive from a lot of places because we're like, of course, he's, he's going to be 27 in December. 
I think he could have a I think he could have a difficult time. His timeline, I think, is not going to add up. It's a little too strange, and I, I think the the NCAA is pretty clear. If you're not a qualifier, that counts against you. Correct. That's that's, that, that's flat that's, truth. That's the rule. That's like, a, yeah. Doesn't matter if you're at Memphis. Doesn't matter. The, the question is, does it matter if you were lied to by the high school coach? Like, I mean, Gabe Coons told the story about he wouldn't be at Memphis if his high school coach hadn't given him half of the materials that were received at the high school. I don't think I'm talking out of school here, uh, Gabe. If you're listening, um, but your my circumstances can change if your mother or somebody doesn't tell you something. Well, I mean, now like you don't even need an ACT score. Like the, right. the qualification. What are the qualifications half the time unless you're going to Michigan? You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot well, of these mitigating... Going to Michigan to play basketball. Right, well... They seem to... The football seems How is to, that? <laughs> I think it shows you that... Uh, oh, Harbaugh? I think it Makes shows you happen. one coach uh, has the administration's uh, approval. What I'm saying is, we hear about these all a lot from people like, oh, you know, the kid got screwed. And, and that may be true. That may be true. Yes. But that doesn't mean... It all didn't add up that he went to an academy or a school that where it, you know, it, it was it was a bad situation. And that, and honestly, I don't know if I agree with that. It, you know, maybe there's a circ- This is when you talk about the NCAA and change as a as a, a responsible adult. I would say, well, when it'd be nice if there was a situation where if somebody's 18 or 19 and they have a a, a, a high school graduation certificate that they can, and a lot of times they go to prep school instead of they'll not go to college, they'll do prep school, but. Maybe there's an intermediary school or some sort. The NCAA. I don't know what that is, but you know what I'm saying. Like, sure, I, I can I can respect the plight of these young guys and, and ladies, but at the end of the day, that I mean, that is the rule. But I, I, having said all that, man, I hope DeAndre comes back, and I hope somehow the Esquire Don Jackson gets there done because I mean, he make he worked miracles with that NCAA case. One hundred percent. All right. When we come back, Dan Devine joins the program. Let's discuss whether or not the Miami Heat have a chance in the NBA Finals. We'll do that next right here on the Jeff Calkins Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Trista Crick with BetQL. Finding a consistent road team to bet on in Major League Baseball is an incredibly hard feat. That's why the Los Angeles Angels have been such a delight this year. They are 10-4 and on the run line on the road in their last 14 games. And for a team that's struggling to stay above 500, that is a surprising statistic. And they are on the road again against the Astros for four games, so keep this stat in mind. I'm Trista Crick, helping you beat the books. Anywhere fans go to cheer on their team, there are behind-the-scenes MVPs, ensuring everything is game-day ready. We see you, Joe, fixing seats so every fan can enjoy every game. And Allie, who keeps her stadium running smoothly from the moment the first game starts to the last play of the season. At Granger, you're our MVPs, and we're always here for you, with supplies and solutions for every industry and 24-7 customer support. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Memphis Million is here at Southland Casino Hotel. Over a million dollars in cash, free play, and prizes are up for grabs now through August 30th. Come to Southland every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from 4.30 to 8 p.m. Earn a scratch-off card to win free play, food offers, prizes, and bonus drawing entries. New members earn a free scratch-off card instantly when you sign up. Win your share of $75,000 in cash, free play, and prizes each week. See you at Southland Casino Hotel for the Memphis Million Giveaway. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. Are you a maintenance mechanic, diesel mechanic, welder, or compactor repair person? Are you looking for a different kind of company and culture to be a part of? At Waste Connections and Team Waste, our employees reap the benefit of realizing their potential with our trust and full support. As a second chance company, we offer competitive pay, a sign-on bonus, tuition reimbursement, tool reimbursement for our mechanics, and at the end of every workday, you get to be home. Our culture is built on taking care of each other and the communities we serve. Apply today at careers.com. 
www.wasteconnections.com and become a part of a great team of people. How do you know I have three sons? You know where my three sons and I all go for our dentist needs? Of course we go see Dr. Medi Sadegi. Of course we do. We have been for years. Visiting the Smile Center makes going to the dentist actually a pleasure. Teeth well taken care of for, and it is a delight to go see him. He and his clinical staff have all been vaccinated. You can go see him for yourself. Just call 309-1333, 309-133, located 1941 South Germantown Road in Germantown near Saddle Creek. Visit SmileCenterMemphis.com. For nearly 18 years, we've been delivering brand new vehicles right there in the Memphis market. And now we're excited to announce that Red River has a Toyota store right here in Wynn, just a short hop across the river to get the best deal on a new Toyota than anywhere else in your state or our state or we can bring it right to memphis and drop it off in your driveway you can order yours online right now at redrivertoyota.com and we'll bring it to you so check us out at redrivertoyota.com or come see us and win as tennesseans we all see and appreciate the abundant wildlife around us and the great fishing opportunities we have across our state thanks to your tennessee wildlife resources agency I'm Don King, reminding you that none of this would have been possible without the support of hunters and anglers who have purchased licenses and paid the bills over the years. Don't forget to purchase your license this year. It's a great investment in Tennessee's wildlife future. Occupied. Hurry up. Go away. I'm enjoying my hot shower. Yeah, we'd all like to. Hot water hog. That's it. Family meeting. We can all enjoy long, steaming, hot showers, even the last in line, which it seems is always me. But go ahead, have that imaginary argument of what you should have said. Take your time. With our new high-efficiency Navian tankless water heater, I'll never take a cold shower again. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com to learn more. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here, and for a championship team, every player needs to be a perfect fit. It's just like your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts or accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time. Just look for the green check. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. So get the right parts, the right fit, at the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's the season of celebrations, graduations, and now what's coming up? Father's Day is coming up. Listen, whether you have a grad in your life or whether you've got a father in your life or a father-in-law in your life or anyone in your life who needs celebrating, I would recommend Bounty on Broad. There are great restaurants all over this city. There are high-end restaurants all over this city. They're not restaurants that have as good fried oysters as Bounty on Broad, but there are excellent restaurants all over the city. But Bounty on Broad is particularly nice because it has this fantastic celebratory vibe. It's a great restaurant, and it's fun. Honestly, you walk into the place, you just feel better. Uh, plus, let me let's, we know on Wednesdays, there's bottles and glasses of wine are half price on wine, wine Down Wednesdays. But any day is a day to take the dad in your life or the grad in your life and celebrate with friends, family at a beautiful restaurant, and a fun vibe. Get the fried oysters, best fried oysters I've ever had in my life. 410-813-1410-813-12519, Broad Avenue. Lowe's knows the value of quality paint for pros. That's why starting on June 5th, Pro Paint Days are coming to Lowe's. Shop special savings on the products you need for all your paint jobs. Plus, MVPs members can take advantage of an additional limited-time-only paint offer when you shop Valspar and HGTV Home by Sherwin-Williams. Join the Pro MVPs Rewards Program today. Offers valid 6.5 to 6.16. Exclusions, restrictions, and more terms apply. See Lowe's.com slash L slash Pro Loyalty Terms. Subject to change. It's almost time to crown an NBA champion and FanDuel wants you to be part of the excitement. That's because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel has great promotions every day. It's a safe and secure app, and you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet all the finals action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K, G-A-B-E-K, and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash Gabe K, G-A-B-E-K. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NBA and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line at one 800 
Do you ever feel like gambling is causing financial strain or hurting your relationships? The Gambling Clinic has been helping people who want to change their gambling habits for over two decades. With physical clinics and remote online appointments, we're here to help you make informed decisions about your gambling so it doesn't lead to a bigger problem. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com so we can work together to help you win your life back. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. Can I help who's next? Tom's part-time barista is now a full-time actor. Oh, you didn't hear. He got the part on Broadway. Yeah, great for him, bad for our finicky cold brew tap. Now he needs a star understudy to fill his open role. And he made the best grande triple shot with oat milk caramel. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Occupied. Hurry up. Go away. I'm enjoying my hot shower. Yeah, we'd all like to. Hot water hog. That's it. Family meeting. We can all enjoy long, steaming, hot showers. Even the last in line, which it seems is always me. But go ahead. Have that imaginary argument of what you should have said. Take your time. With our new high-efficiency Navian tankless water heater, I'll never take a cold shower again. Visit tanklessmadesimple.com to learn more. Jeff's guests appear on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone lines. The experts when it comes to disaster cleanup. Service Master by Cornerstone. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Today's special guest host, Jeffrey Wright. Dan Devine is the senior NBA writer for Yahoo Sports. He's also the co-host of the No Cap Room podcast, Part of the Ball Don't Lie podcast network. You know to follow him on Twitter at your man Divine. He is live in Denver, Colorado. Dan, is there a basketball reason for why the Miami Heat have a chance? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. This, his name is Jimmy Butler. And I, don't, I don't know if you heard this yesterday, but he, he's cracked the code of altitude, which is the way you get your body ready for it is you drink a little water, you drink a little wine, and you play spades and dominoes. And if you do that, then your body adjusts to the, the, thin, the thin air and the, the lower O2 levels, and you'll be good to go. So, I mean, now that he's figured that out, and I would presume shared it with the rest of his team, I feel like, you know, you're not going to have the, the, the concerns about – uh, being unable to run up and down with the Nuggets, and you're going to have a, a big Jimmy Butler game to go forward. So this is the Jordan method, right? I mean, I guess Utah's not quite the altitude that, but isn't, I feel like that's what Jordan did, which also feels like it was in direct competition with LeBron when he went to Denver. I thought it was all carbs all the time. Yeah, I, I, my understanding is that Jimmy works on a very, I mean, perhaps he might work on a different physiology than just about everybody else. But if the if his path and Jordan's path align, that kind of might make sense given the way that Jimmy's been playing this postseason, the way you know the, how how uh, fantastic and dominant he was through the first three rounds. There's even a statistical argument for that, which is we don't have to get too too nerdy into it. But when you sort of look at uh, players' usage rate, like how much of a workload they're, they're holding up on offense, how infrequently they're turning the ball over how much they're scoring, how much they're rebounding, how much they're assisting, all that stuff. The only thing that you sort of stack up all those numbers, it's Jimmy and then a couple of MJ playoffs. That's all. That, that's the, the, the category right now. That's the rarefied air, sorry, pun intended, that he's working in right now. And so that's it. I mean, but you're absolutely right to point to the Nuggets. You, you line it all up on paper. You look at the matchups. You look at, how, you know, the, the big questions. How does uh, Miami deal with Jokic? How does Miami keep Jamal Murray from getting off? Uh, how does uh, you know, Miami, with a smaller starting lineup, if they keep Caleb Martin in it, how do they match up with uh, Denver's you know, towering front line on the glass? If they, keep, if they don't keep Caleb Martin in the starting lineup, they put Kevin Love back into it. How do they hold up defensively? Because we know that you know, we saw Love get played off the floor in the series against the Celtics because he couldn't hold up in pick-and-roll coverage. So you sort of poke at all these questions and say, on paper, I don't see a whole lot of arguments for how Miami wins four times in seven games against this Nuggets team that hasn't lost at home in the playoffs. But Eric Spolstra has sort of made a, a reputation out of taking that, that piece of paper that you wrote all those matchups on, crumpling it up, and then depositing it into the nearest garbage can and playing a series in the mud that makes it, everybody kind of wonder 
uh, what they're watching if what they're watching is basketball, but that winds up with Miami with more wins than the other team. So that, that's my argument is that they've got, I think, the, the, the pro- not the best offensive player in the series because that's Jokic, but Jimmy might be the most complete player in the series, and they got a coach that finds the answers where nobody else sees where they are. Have we factored in the the fact that Jimmy can't price gouge his teammates for <laughs> macchiatos anymore? I think at this point, I think he he can charge whatever he wants. If he's traveling around with that espresso machine, uh, you know, I think it was twenty bucks a pop. Yeah, um, I think I, so. You know, uh, which, by the way, now I think that's actually the price at Starbucks. So I, I feel like that's I feel <laughs> yeah, like that's about you, right. You got to adjust for inflation. So listen, if Jimmy if Jimmy's out there telling his teammates it's, the, the the price of the, of the coffee is going up to fifty, I think they're all paying it, given what he's given them on the other end this, so far this postseason. Do you have any fear? I I couldn't decide. Did it not feel like he was running out of gas at the end of the Boston series? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's a fair, uh, you know, a fair concern given he's, you know, it, it, he was playing just a crazy amount. I, mean, I think it's like thirty nine or thirty four. And the usage rate, to your point. Yeah, and the and where he's he's just handling so much, and that, that's like the quieter area where you know Tyler Hero's absence has been hasn't been the, the, the Heat haven't missed a beat in large part because they've adjusted their rotation where they're playing better defensive guards who have. Uh, you know, that aren't as easily uh, exploitable or targetable. Uh, and so that's, I mean, their defense has sort of bounced back as a result of it. But th- that Jimmy just winds up having to, to, you know, bring the ball up, run pick and roll so much, has to do so much more offensive creation. Uh, you know, you, it wouldn't be surprising if that, uh, you know, workload was going to take a toll, especially because it's not like he's taken, you know, uh, easy A defensive assignments either. He winds up guarding the other team's best perimeter players an awful lot. In that Milwaukee series, he was like switching on to Brooke Lopez and stuff. Like, it's kind of whatever the job that he's doing is, uh, Spolster will wind up tapping Jimmy or Van Adebayo to do it. And yeah, I think as, as they got later into that series, it, it looked less to me like, I mean, so at points it looked like he had no legs on his jumper. Yeah. Things were coming to were short front rimming. At times it was just the, 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 the length that Boston was able to put in front of him with Robert Williams you know, sort of uh, behind the play. Uh, Tatum at the point of attack, Brown at the point of attack, just longer defenders with length behind it seemed like that was making it harder for him to get into the lane. And then once he got into the lane, they were staying down on his pump fake so well that he wasn't able to get some of those easier rhythm buckets that he he was feasting on for the first couple of series. But they, I mean, the heat to a man insists that like the quick turnaround for them is not, you know, they see it as a plus as opposed to a minus that it's, you know, rather than having to worry about having been uh, an extended layoff, they come into the series in rhythm. Jimmy, of course, is like the no excuse king. He's, you know, he's going to say we have enough to win no matter what. Uh, and he, you know, he projected an awful lot of confidence, unsurprisingly, that uh, no matter what the workload is, no matter what the minutes load is, he's going to be able to handle that come game one. May I interest you in a bad talk show question? I would love one. Who... Would a title mean more to Jimmy Butler or to Nikola Jokic's legacy? It's, a, it's, it's not a bad question because there's a, thing, a few different ways to look at it. For, I mean, my first blush thought is Jimmy because right now Jimmy's sort of the kind of player that you can you, – I, I, mean, I probably would say he's a Hall of Famer right now. Um, I think it's six uh, all-NBA all uh, selections, six all-defensive team selections – um, you know, the, the, the statistics, like the career statistical argument is not overwhelming for him at this stage, partially because he, he tends to miss, you know, 15, 20 games or so a season. Uh, yeah, and- I've just always said this. To me, he feels like basketball's embodiment of Kurt Schilling. Like, he's a good regular season player, but when the lights are the brightest in the postseason, like, he is elite. Yeah, I, th- I think that's so. So the, the then what burnishes your your resume there is you is the ultimate prize in that postseason, right? That yeah. stamps you in that way. Of if, you know, if you have Jimmy just with the same resume he's got right now, um, and you say, and also he carried an eight seed to a championship and won Finals MVP and was you know the best player in a postseason where he took out Giannis and Tatum and Brown and Jokic. Like, that's one of those things where you say, all right, well, now there is, there, there's, there's not a hole there. Um, and Jokic, I mean, at this point, he's one of, what is it, I think 15 two-time MVPs ever, like, already. Yeah. So I, I think in, in that stage, it, not to say that, like, 
to lean back on, well, he'll be there again, because obviously we know that story. And, you know, we thought there's plenty of teams over the years that we thought we'd get back there that didn't. But I think Jokic, in terms of just the, the individual uh, accolades, has already reached a point where he's going to be pretty much unassailable. Um, that said, you know, we've seen all the, the all-time great players, you know, many of them uh, on TNT now, but, uh, <laughs> that, that, you know, they that go and say, you know, they have the all-time career. They've got the great, uh, the great statistics. They've got the great uh, moments in, the his- in their history, but they didn't win the big one, and that does sort of stick with them. So uh, I think you could, you could make an argument for it on both sides, but to me I think it's Jimmy because it's the, it would sort of be the, the exclamation point at the end of what has made him so special. This would be like his Dirk title, right? His what? Dirk title. Like when Dirk got the title in 2011. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where you say like, well, this guy has always like he's always been, you know, good to great, but overshadowed but by others. Thing, yeah. Yeah, overshadowed by others. And and, I, and I'll be I'll just give you know, totally honest here. Like the way I always kind of conceived of Jimmy before the last I don't know three years, four years before this Miami run really was that he was sort of like eighty five percent of Kawhi Leonard. Like when you look at like, like, like the that. way he played, the style he played the production, all that kind of stuff. I was like, he's just like if Kawhi was a little bit smaller and a little bit less. And what, you know, what makes Kawhi uh, an all you know, top 75 all-time guy is that he has gotten it done in the playoffs twice, won two titles, won two M- finals MVPs with different franchises. The, you know, the, the, the time he's missed during the regular season, those regular season numbers are an elite, but no one questions that anymore because we've seen him do it on the biggest stage now twice. For Jimmy, this would be that for him. And, and yeah, so Dirk is another great example where there were, there were questions. But, but with Dirk, it was questions about, like, could he ever be the one that carried the team because we had seen him fall short and seen those, those heavily favored Mavericks teams kind of collapse. Jimmy hasn't been at the forefront of, of those, like, collapses, but yeah. he has not gotten to that, you know, over that finish line. But I think if, if he does that here, you add that to what he did in the 2020 bubble – uh, you know, what he has, you know, the, that you get within one shot of the finals again last year. And you start going, this is not just a, uh, a flash in the pan. This is a, this is what this guy does. And now we have proof positive that he can do it at the highest possible level. I know Michael Malone is listening. I'm sure we're part of his regular routine. And so we've spent <laughs> all this time, even yet still knowing that we could upset him, not talking about the Nuggets. This is kind of the big question that I've been weighing. Everything basketball brain tells me is that this is this is the Nuggets series. Mm-hmm. But it feels like when you've been doubting a team for like three straight series, like I have been with the Heat, like you're kind of gun shy, if you will, to doubt them again. But I do fall back on this thought, and, and I'm curious to know if, if you think there's an answer. I don't feel like anyone in the playoffs so far has been able to make Denver have to make an adjustment. I feel like they've been able to play the way that they want to play throughout the entire playoffs. Even when you look back to the Phoenix series and when Phoenix gets the two games in Phoenix, I can kind of distill that down to Devin Booker is an elite offensive player and he went on an absolute heater. And it wasn't sustainable Mm -hmm. and eventually they fell apart. But it really wasn't like Phoenix forced them to have to play a, a different style or a different way. Do you think Miami can do that? I think the, the, the case for Miami in this series is that they can. It's that, it, and, and maybe that the answer to that isn't they throw something exotic at Jokic that he's never seen, that he's not capable of like downloading and dissecting. Maybe it's you turn it into, you're able to find ways to shut down Murray enough and Porter Jr. enough and to take out their, take away their running game enough. Like Miami's an incredible transition defense team. Yeah. I think that's going to be one of the interesting things to see how that holds up in the altitude off of the two, you know, a couple of days off if they're ready to just, you know, get, get out their track shoes. I, I suspect they will, but it'll be interesting to see how long that holds up. Um, if the answer is we turn this into a one man team again, and yeah, no one can do anything with Jokic, but these other guys aren't immortal, right? We can do stuff with them. We can get into their kitchens. We can be more physical with them. We can find a way to, you know, yeah, Michael Porter Jr. can shoot over the top of every 6'5 wing that the Heat have, but how's he going to like having guys under, you know, like in his belly button the entire time he's doing it? Is he going to be able to keep making the shots 
when the closeouts are on point like that, the rotations are there, and you're not getting clean, easy looks out of it. Um, Jamal Murray has been – he was sensational in the, in the Western Conference Finals. And the question was like, well, if you're able to, to, to find a tactical adjustment to kind of tweak him a little bit, part of that might be Jimmy hunting him on offense, as he did to Derek White, as he did to Drew Holiday, as he's done to a lot of guys. Part of it might be a little more like the point of attack, or if you're going to be able to put two on – putting two on the ball is always a dangerous thing because then you're giving Jokic a four on three, and that's death. But, you know, the reason Eric Spolster makes a lot more money than me and is a hell of a lot better at this than me is that he probably has better ideas about how to do it than I do. But I think if you're able to say – we're chopping out the other legs. We don't think we can do anything with your main guy, but we're going to chop out the other legs and see if that main guy can beat us four times in seven games. I think the Heat are better positioned to do that than any other team that uh, the Nuggets have faced so far. Do you think that there's the possibility that Spolstra might say, you know what, just for the point that you're making, let's not double Jokic because that seems to be exactly what he wants to do. If he kills us one-on-one, we're fine with that. We'll let him go off, but let's limit everyone else. Is that a viable strategy? Well, I don't know if it's a viable strategy because I think that there's something like the, the, the Nuggets haven't lost to the Heat since the bubble. But, but, it, but, yeah. it, but I, think it is, I think it is what – in, in the, the, the limited, uh, you know, I think eight games over the last few years that they've shown – that's what they've done. You know, the Heat, who had the much has been made of how the Heat loves to play zone because it sort of short circuits your offense. Um, it allows them to better pack the paint. They don't do that against the Nuggets. They do it. I think it was a, I had a stat in the, the big five most interesting players column that I wrote. It's sort of a finals preview uh, that went up yesterday. And the, the rate of zone is like a quarter. Again, against Denver, it's like a quarter of what they would play against everybody else. They doubled the post against the, the league at large about 10 or 11% of post touches. They only did it three times in like, oh, sorry, it was about 20% of post touches uh, league-wide. They only did it about 10% of the time against Denver because they know you bring two to Jokic, he's going to pick you apart with the passing. So the, they've mostly just had, said, hey, bam, you're going to have to play him one-on-one and we're going to see where, how we can do on everybody else. That is a, you know, bam is, is one, maybe the best, the most versatile defender in the entire NBA I don't know that he's – he has not had very much success with that because nobody has very much success with that. But I think that's the starting point. I don't think they're – I think Spolster will, will try to pull, pull every lever and push every button he can, but I think the baseline starting point is we can't double this guy. We're not going to show him consistent pressure. We're not going to show him the same look more than two possessions in a row because we know that he'll take it apart. Um, it's, it, it, it's sort of what, like what people talk about with Luca, except if Luca was 6'11", you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that makes – it makes everything a lot, a lot trickier. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're probably looking at it and saying they are, as, they are going to start out playing it as close to straight up as they can uh, and then see where they can bring the wrinkles on the other guys. Have your editors made you make a pick? They have not, but, I mean, what the hell, who cares? Uh, I'm going to take Heat and Seven because I don't I, – I, at this point, I, I'm with you. I can't see other way. I can't see other ways around it. So, or I, or I can't, I keep saying, I don't see how it's going to happen. And then it happens. So doesn't uh, this feel like it's I, been, I am, to me, it feels like this has been a season. When you think about it in its entirety, it's been a season of whatever you think, you know, it gets ripped up. Like I'll even, <laughs> like, I'll go back to, you know, let's just start with for much of the season, hand up. I felt the champion was coming out of the East. And then it's like mm-hmm. once we saw Milwaukee get bounced, once we saw Boston get bounced, once we saw Philly bounce, Philly bounce. It's like, all right, well, Denver feels like they're the best team. But it's like whatever you kind of had decided that you felt this season, it's been completely flipped upside down. And to me, it's like, well, who wins a title in that season? Miami makes the most sense. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You know, I, I certainly understand the point of view of saying. The best, the, the best teams in the league, the three, arguably the three best teams in the league all season were in the East, the ones you just mentioned, the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Sixers. Fourth is Denver, or third is Denver, however you want to line that up. But, but they were the best team in the West front to back all year. Well, okay, so good. The, the, the Nuggets don't have to play one of those teams in the finals. Right. They just have to play the team that beat those teams in the playoffs. And nobody really knew quite how they were, like, how they were going to do it. And then all of a sudden, the, the, they were controlling the run of play. They've won game one in every series they've played so far on the road. I don't think they're particularly concerned about having to win one on the road. And I, the, 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 like their superpower, I think it was Albert Berneco at, at Defector had written a great line about this. Like, Miami's superpower maybe is that they are okay with it being gross. Like, if 
it does not have to look a certain way for them to win. Whatever way it will take is the way they will do it. And if that means like playing in a sewer, they will do it. It does not necessarily always make for the uh, most compelling aesthetic version of the game. But if you're looking for two for teams that compete at an insane level, you're not going to find many better than this, this heat team. So yeah, all of which is to say, I don't know how the heck it's happening, but at this point, I don't see, I, I, I feel, I feel as comfortable picking that as I would picking anything else. Dan, good luck tonight. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Jeffrey. That is Dan Devine of Yahoo Sports. This preview's up over at Yahoo Sports. When we come back, Chris Harrington joins the program. We also have Writer Than Right trivia coming up during hour number two. Stick around. You're listening to The Jeff Calkins Show right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Talking to Kendrick Davis, former Memphis Tiger point guard. I'm a different breed, man. I just wanted to come to Memphis. Part of it was like 60% was Penny, like 30 was Dez, wow. and like 10% was NIL. Like I didn't really care about the money, bro. You'll get the money. Memphis is home of the Jason and John Show. Weekdays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. 92.9 FM.